Today's show is brought to you by Real Life Baby. Real Life Baby is a fabulous online resource where you will find a variety of tips on baby and toddler well-being in addition to the most thoughtfully sourced baby gear eco shop. Real Life Baby is a great resource for parents looking to surround their little ones with the safest, most nurturing materials available. I'm personally a big fan of the humanely sourced wool products. You can explore the Real Life Baby shop by heading to their website at reallifebabyecoshop.com. And for a short period of time, you can even get 10% discount by using the code CRICKET10, all one word. That's C-R-I-C-K-E-T-10. That's reallifebabyecoshop.com, discount code inspired after my own little bun in the oven, CRICKET10. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, welcoming you back to another week, kicking it off on this lovely Monday with a quick 30 minutes. Uh, These shows, if you're a new listener, welcome. We try to keep things really fun, casual, and focus on more of I guess the real life around what our healthy lifestyles look like. And today's show is very much in line with that. I'm thrilled to introduce you guys to Madison Mayberry Hoffmeyer. She is a freelance writer, recipe developer, and managing director, so a big wig at Beauty Counter. She lives in a small town in Iowa with her husband, Joe, and their two adorable little girls, Ainsley, who's two and a half, and Collins, who is seven months old, the cutest darn names. She is passionate about encouraging other women and sharing honestly about the wonderful, challenging, joyful mess that is motherhood. I love it. You can find her over at Espresso and Cream is the name of her blog, just espressoandcream.com, or follow along with her musings on motherhood over on Instagram. Welcome to the show, Madison. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk. I am too. So I have to say, I had Madison and I are on the same larger beauty counter team page, which is how the two of us connected. And um, I just always, you know, online, you know, you don't really know no people. You you kind of get <laughs> sense. Um, but I always loved the things that you said. You were always very well poised and encouraging, especially in these large groups. And then you and I got to spend some time together in person. I got to meet you in person at a beauty counter incentive trip. And I just, I walked away from that trip and I think I, I think I remember calling my husband and saying he was asking how it was going. And I had known several of the girls there who have been friends for years. I was like, Oh, it's great. And there's this girl, Madison. And I just think she is just the sweetest thing. And I want to be her real friend. Oh my gosh, I think I said something similar when I left. I said, Cassie's even more likable, if it's possible, you know, more likable in person than she is on her very likable Instagram stories. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I love it. Um, It's, it was it was so great to spend some time with you. You are just such a wonderful soul, and I couldn't wait to introduce you to everybody here. I highly encourage you guys to look up Madison Um, she's always sharing wonderful, uplifting things. I know that's what everybody's in search of here and you are in good hands with her. So (laughs) thank you for coming on the show. I would love it if we could kind of share, share a little bit about what it's like to be a working mom. I know that that's, um, that's something that I will be doing very soon. (laughs) 
<laughs> with a little girl due in about a month. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to take some time off for a little bit, but uh, that's going to be a whole new world. So I would love it if you could share a little bit on your perspective there. Maybe tell us a little bit also about your blog and um, what, what you do for work at large. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you're about to enter into like a wonderful, crazy, like life altering season and it is better and crazier than I could have even imagined now having two. Like I thought, well, I've got one under my belt. What can two be? And <laughs> two is a whole new world too. So I'm, I'm learning and growing along the way, but I, goodness. So my career path is sort of like a roundabout. I started in magazine publishing right out of college. I was a food editor. I worked in um, Des Moines, Iowa with Meredith Publishing and did a lot of food editing and writing for them. And then when my husband and I decided to move about, gosh, that was five years ago, we moved to Minneapolis and I worked in the real life Betty Crocker kitchens and I was doing recipe development and food writing and editing for them while we lived there. And then we had a baby and life changed. And we said, <laughs> we want to move closer to grandparents. And so I had had this stirring in my heart for the longest time of wanting to do freelance you know, work and have a little more schedule flexibility. But you know, when you have a job you love and security, it's really hard to make that leap. And this was the perfect time. So we moved from my husband's job and to be closer to family in small town, Northwest Iowa, where we're both from. And I decided to make that scary leap into freelancing. And it's been awesome. Um, really interesting to kind of learn what balance looks like when you have a little one and you have work that's, you know, it's flexible, but it's not optional <laughs> and that you also feel really passionate about. And so kind of finding a balance, but yes, yeah, so I now have a lot of great freelance clients where I edit and write recipes for them. I do some blogging. I wouldn't, I'd say blogging is a fun side project for me and it has been for about eight years now um but it's definitely not my full-time gig and then i love to just write and encourage moms and kind of share honestly and authentically about you know the joys and the challenges of being a working mom and of trying to find balance and joy in the everyday um and I also should mention, you mentioned that I work for Beauty Counter and have found a really great community of women who are like-minded and love to talk about healthy living and making healthier choices. So I, I think I wear a lot of hats like you do and I thrive and sometimes sink under all of that, but it's, <laughs> it's a joy to be able to have some schedule flexibility and creativity and manage a lot of different things at once. That's wonderful. You know, there was a friend of mine in college. It was, you know what? You always remember the first time you hear something that applies to you so well. And I've heard it a bunch since, but a friend of mine from college mentioned something about his personality. And I remember thinking, that's it. That's me in a nutshell. He said um, that the more richly scheduled he is, the more productive and at ease he feels. And I love that. Right? And that's exact. that is exactly it in a nutshell. Now, granted, it looks, it doesn't look that pretty right. as I currently sit in what is soon to be, um, my home office moved from what is going to be the nursery to an upstairs kind of little studio place. And it is an absolute mess. So it doesn't look <laughs> like I am, it's a very peaceful process right now, but I'm with you. I think that the more hats that I'm able to wear and the more that I'm able to schedule 
And, you know, add in layers of flexibility, right? You learn that over time um, when to say, well, Tuesdays I don't schedule anything and stuff just pops up Um, and it kind of helps or whatever the method is. But I I love that. I think that we're birds of a feather in that regard. What have been some of your biggest lessons learned entering motherhood and working? I love what you said with a flexible but not optional career. Right, because I think it's especially childcare, I think, for any working mom, that is the largest pain point. And I wish there was a better solution. We've had any matter of situations, whether it's, you know, had our girls with a close friend at her house or had college girls at our house, or, you know, we have an amazing babysitter situation at our house right now with a mom whose kids are a little bit older. But, you know, that is just probably the hardest part is you know, people understanding that just because your work is flexible doesn't mean that you don't have to do it in your schedule, you know, that it's not important work. And Mm -hmm. so trying to find that balance of, like you said, I do well when I have my schedule running, you know, like a little bit with my hair on fire and I do well (laughs) with that, but I also need to make sure that I'm scheduling in time for balance and rest and disconnecting. And I was just having a conversation with a a mentor and friend this morning about it saying, you know, what does that look like as business grows of wanting to achieve and to move my business forward? But my little girls are in a stage where they need their mom very intensely too. And so trying to find, you know, what works for our family. And, you know, like you said, having some margin in there for these nights are sacred. You know, these nights Mm -hmm. don't get touched if we can help it. And then realizing that we're always having that conversation. My husband and I are always talking is the schedule working for us and you know are we feeling balanced are we having enough time together are the girls you know your kids you'll find as they get older and are my toddlers just getting to this point if we're running on all cylinders she starts to be the first one who shows the signs like mm. she starts to melt down about little things and kind of cries about missing daddy or whatever so it's a good sign to me to say okay like are we needing to reevaluate? Do we need to make some more time for family to just be quiet and connect and be together? Um, You know, and am I using the time that I do have for work? Like, am I using it to the best of my ability? Um, It it makes me a more efficient worker because I realize that the time that I have away from work is really important because I'm investing in those little lives too. So, um, you know, it's, it's an ever changing thing. And I think don't get too set in any one schedule because you'll realize, you know, three months from now, we might need to reevaluate and say that what was working three months ago is not working now. And how can we tweak our schedule and my work schedule to make it work for our family? So I love that. I find so that we're much. just always adapting and always changing. I love that. But you know what that speaks to is a really great, um, I would say attitude and approach in general. There's a difference, you know, you know when, you, when you talk about folks, let's say job person match, right? Um, right. You're constantly negotiating attitude versus aptitude, right? So are they coming in ready, you know, let's say a physicist. They need to have a certain right. amount of aptitude, right? They need to know the material and be able to hit the ground running. And then in other positions motherhood being a position, right? (laughs) Um, Being a business owner in general is another position. You have to have, it's, it's more about attitude necessarily than aptitude because we don't enter into these roles knowing 
exactly what to do. And I was thinking about that last night as I was um, looking at my content calendar for my blog. And I've had a lot of folks ask, you know, for a registry post, which I'm going to share. I'm going to share it humbly <laughs> because what, you know, you get to this point where I'm thinking, what do I know? I, <laughs> I haven't taken care of a baby yet. By the time this episode airs, she'll be with us and you guys will already have met her. But, um, you know, at this point, I'm thinking, well, I, this is my best guess. <laughs> you know, I've done, some, I've done some research, and this is my best guess. And at the end of the day, similar to what Madison is describing, it is, it's your attitude. It's how you approach. It's about staying nimble and being willing to adapt. And I love that you and your husband constantly, it sounds like you revisit and you say, is this working for us? I think that's so crucial. And it's important not just in, um, well, motherhood, which I know nothing about at this point, but um, in, in business in general and also in healthy lifestyle design, right? There's, right. So many, there's so many times where we just want a solution out of a box and we want that to work forever. And, and to your point about like healthy living, I mean, for us, it, it's easy when kids get into the picture and work gets in the picture to let those things slide of like working out or being active or eating healthy and we have to just prioritize it and we mm -hmm. found a schedule that works for us, but you know, making sure that I'm committed to Joe getting his exercise and what he needs to feel healthy and making that work in our schedule and vice versa and finding something that works. And then both of us being committed to making sure one another gets what we need. I love it. That's so wonderful and so important. Austin, when we first got <laughs> married, we had, we started having, he's, my husband is kind of a quiet guy. And he is, he's a very strategic thinker. He's a very hard worker, um, but he's not, but he married somebody who's this, <laughs> I, I don't feel like Pocahontas on some days. I'm like, where's the wind? <laughs> and, um, you know, and I like to talk about where the wind's blowing me and, you know, those kinds of things. And it's just so interesting. We have adapted in our marriage, even getting better about sitting down and, um, having those conversations and reassessing what can I do to better support you. And I have to say that that I get asked a lot about how do you handle the stressors of everything? And how do you always, you know, seem to be having a good day. And at the end of the day, <laughs> I think it's because those, those really important things are on, are on lockdown, you know, those, right. those sacred nights, like you described. Um, we, right now it's kind of a different season, but normally as soon as dinner's served, I'm, I don't open my computer and, right. and, that's and that's just so healthy. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's something, and not to say that it's wrong to do that. That's just what works for us. Right. Um, anyway, sorry, I could blabber about that all day long. I love it. It's well, and no, we and to that, about. I mean, to that point, I have found everybody, you know, especially you'll find as you have a baby. I mean, people thought I was crazy, to, you know, two months in with a toddler and a baby. And I was getting up at 4.30 in the morning to work. And but not because I felt like I had to, but because those were my, I heard somebody talk about, I think it was Erin Lochner talking about the concept of golden hours. Mm -hmm. And she said she realized she had to evaluate where and how and what time she was spending on work 
versus, you know, childcare. And I realized my power hours are the early, early mornings when the house is quiet and my mind is clear. And I had to make sure that I do better work at, you know, four, four thirty in the morning than I do at three in the afternoon, regardless of if the girls are napping and I have some free time. I'd rather spend that cleaning the house or doing laundry or getting my workout in or whatever it is. So kind of figuring out, I don't work great at night. And so for me, making sure I was using my best hours, my most productive hours for the work that I needed to do. And then I could use my physical energy with the girls later in the afternoon when my brain was like ready to shut off and check out. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that I, again, we're very similar people. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to attach myself to you, Madison. I just adore you so much, but I'll I am mean, down to Texas. <laughs> oh, do it. Let's do it. I keep talking. San Antonio is such a well-kept secret as far as what a fun town it is. Um, but I, I identify with that so much. Something that I came across um, really, you guys, I turned, I wanted to have a phone call with Madison and I turned it into a podcast episode, <laughs> but, um, I came across something years ago that made so much sense to me and it was all about decision fatigue. Are you familiar with the concept? I am. Absolutely. And I really, I, I really subscribe to it. I think it's a real thing. And I, like you, I do my best work when I'm the most fresh. I will all, I will wake up an hour early just the same if I've got something to do. And I am so much more efficient in that time um, early in the morning. And I think a part of that has to do with the fact that those are my, I haven't made any decisions yet for the day. Right. You know, you know, at the end of those really long days when you get home, let's say you went to the office um, or you've been, you've been running around all day juggling work and kids and your husband says, what do you want for dinner? And you're like, I, I, truly, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I couldn't, you guys couldn't decide even if you asked me to. <laughs> and so um, I'm with you. I love the idea of front loading your day for that way. But um, I think this is a great spot to stop and hear from one of our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by my friends at ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers grass-fed, grass-finished, pastured beef, chicken, and heritage breed pork to your door each month. The animals are humanely raised and are never introduced to hormones or antibiotics. I have been a loyal fan and customer of ButcherBox for over a year now and love my monthly butcher box delivery because it helps me get healthy, nutrient-packed protein on my table with ease. To order your own butcher box, head to www.butcherbox.com forward slash fed and fit podcast where you can get $15 off plus free bacon with your order. Again, that's www.butcherbox.com forward slash Fed and Fit podcast for $15 off and free bacon with your order. I would love to transition. I there, There's such an interesting concept, and I know that you speak to this so well and so gracefully, but, um, or you, you live and breathe it, I guess, is a really good way to put it. In work in general, there is, you know, you, we can kind of think about the business world at large or the blogging world at large as one of abundance or one of scarcity, right? Mm-hmm. There's, you know, it, it really, it really comes down to that simple of an outlook. Is there a place for me and can I contribute 
Um, are you worried about taking away from other people? Are you worried about other people taking away from you? Or do you see it as we're just all going to contribute and contribute and contribute? And I think that leads into something that um, I'd love to pick your brain on, but community versus competition and women really supporting each other in business. I think it's so important. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. If somebody's listening that may be struggling with a little bit of that scarcity mindset, because it's such a human thing to feel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to worry or think, is a is there room for me or b is someone going to take what um little space i've carved out for myself what do you have any tips for somebody who may want to break through those feelings into more of an abundant mindset where they can really support other women um and eventually you know spoiler alert it really does come back to support them Right. And I mean, this is one area I will have to say, I think we all struggle with our own. We are, we all have our own issues to deal with. And this is not one area that I've particularly felt uh, a struggle with. There's been plenty of other issues that I have, but you know, I've always been so encouraged by seeing how people are using their gifts. And I think that quote that says like a rising tide lifts all boats. I love that mentality to be thinking Mm -hmm. about. I mean, I see all my friends and they're makers and creators and they're doing amazing things. And I have just been so encouraged to see how they're using their talents. And I mean, we, you know, we're on the same beauty counter team or we both are in the blogging sphere. And I've realized like people don't, you know, it's not, they, they don't have to choose. They don't have to choose. Well, I only read this blog or I only listen to this podcast. I think when we're really supportive of people, especially in our sphere, um, of doing great work, it really lifts everybody else in that area up and makes it better. And so, and you've seen the rise of podcasting. I don't podcast, but I love listening to podcasts. I'm like an avid listener, have them on all the time. And I I don't have to choose. I can support my friends who do one podcast and the friends who do another. And I think we really, as women, we do tend to struggle with this of like, well, I'm doing this, or I did this first, or I'm doing this best. But you know, the women I admire most are those that are just supporting and encouraging one another. And that speaks so much to, to you when you're, you're supporting other people and you're not, you know, taking your little bit and trying to protect it. And I do think we're all better off. We're, we're just, happier and more joyful and we can when we can share the love and you know spread the the word about what our friends are doing and so i just try to always like be thinking how can i support my friends in business you know using whatever little influence i have with friends family online to just share the love and share authentically about people doing great work because you know i have not yet seen it where doing that takes away from what i'm doing rather it just encourages and supports women who are you know we're all trying to do our best. We're all trying to find our path and use the gifts we've been given. And I I love when we are able to bring out the best in one another rather than the competition, because really this is not a competition. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Amen, sister. (laughs) I know we tend to get into that mentality and it's just a really unhealthy place to be. And so I think if we're always checking ourselves saying, you know, I'm so appreciative of those who've supported me. And so, you know, I think, how can I share that love? How can I pass it on? And really, you do go away feeling really good about when you're able to speak highly of other people and share their gifts and endeavors as well. Absolutely. I find myself, um, I'm, I'm, as you're speaking, I'm trying to think about 
you know, what are some practical ways that I, that I apply this? And I do find myself part of my, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a Labrador in a lot of ways. I'm a very loyal, <laughs> loyal human being. Um, you know, if you open the door for me once, I will always remember that door and how kind that was. <laughs> um, but I find myself making a, a point of, of, of giving credit where credit is due as often as I can, Absolutely. you know, and I, I mean, to the point where I feel like I fall over myself to mention, <laughs> you know, oh, well, um, if somebody comp, I mean, how silly is this? I'm sitting in my studio right now so I can see my light kit. And, um, I, I, if somebody says, I love your lights, I'd be like, oh, thanks. So-and-so told me about them. <laughs> <laughs> we are kindred spirits because people compliment my living room or my design in my house. And I'm like, it's not me. It's my friend, Laura, who told me to do this. And so, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, and it gives you that sense of community to your point. I think that's a really great way to put it. It really ties you in because no man is an island. I am a part of all I have met and paying in certain ways respect to those people who have poured into us because it's happened. And, and, and it maybe it's, if, if finding, you know, that kind of thankful, grateful attitude is a little bit of a challenge. It depends on the season, right? Because we all go through times where we think, well, why not me? Or why this? Um, I think a way around that is to think about the people who have poured into you and then call them up and give them thanks. It's kind of like the fake it till you make it uh, mindset, right? So it, maybe if you're, if you're struggling with feeling thankful, the first thing to do is to thank somebody. Um, even if it just feels like you're going through the motions, think about something that somebody has done and then publicly thank them or thank them, um, privately, but it, it really does help kind of instill that essence of community. And that may be what your, your heart is missing. Yeah. And I think there are, you know, there's something to be said. There are difficult seasons. There are seasons where you might be going through something incredibly difficult or heartbreaking. And it is harder to feel. I've been in those seasons and it's harder to feel excited for people or happy for their success when you're going through a deep amount of personal pain. And so not to diminish, you know, those seasons. And sometimes it is just going through the motions, like you said, doing the action, even though you don't feel it. And eventually the feelings come along with it, but it's, you know, sometimes just, just doing the right thing or doing the encouraging thing and getting into that habit really, you know, can start to yield. The feelings can come later, even if the, you know, feelings aren't there to begin with. Absolutely. That's so, so well put. And a very, very trivial sense of what you said. <laughs> my, my, the, the, the analogy that just popped up is when I had, um, this is nowhere near as important and profound as what Madison just said, but when, for example, when I have headaches, um, and in the first trimester of this pregnancy, I would get these headaches. And of course, I would take some days off. But at the end of the day, I was like, I just can't not do certain things. And so on those days, I had zero desire to work or to go through the motions to do stuff. But I went through the motions to do them. I felt very little joy <laughs> while I was doing them. But at the end of the day or the next day when the headache finally subsided or two days later, I could look back and think and be thankful for the effort that I put forth when I really wasn't feeling it. Absolutely. And there are seasons where I've looked back and I've said, 
you know, I, I used to, you know, feel snarky about this, or I felt a little resentful towards that. And I, I had to do a good heart look at like, why am I feeling that way? And mm. a lot of times it's the person I'm directing it at isn't actually the problem. The problem's inside me. And that's hard to look at a little bit. It's hard to do reflection like that and realize that maybe it's my jealousy, or maybe it's something that's going on in my heart. And I need to look at what's going on there before and Sometimes the answer is to take a step away from social media. If, uh, if something's causing you to get into that competition or comparison trap, you know, maybe take a little step away. Um, you can, you know, follow those people later on and, you know, reintroduce them when you're at a healthier place. But it, it a lot of times is me that's the issue, not the other person that I might direct something at that's the issue. Absolutely. I love that. I, lo I really love That's great advice. If we do, comparison is really the thief of joy. That's said a lot, but uh, in a lot of ways it really is. And social media is a breeding ground for that. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's solid advice. If you do find yourself in that mindset, you can, you can unfollow. And it's, sometimes it's a very empowering thing and it's not a, it also doesn't have to be a forever thing. You can unfollow for now. Like Madison said, I love that. Um, well, that's wonderful. Madison, thank you so much. I mean, this is just, it, it's been a true joy to, to chat with you and reconnect. Do you have anything else you'd like to mention about um, your work or where folks can find you? No, I mean, if you want more polished content, you can come to my blog. If you <laughs> want to see pictures of cute babies and dirty messes and a little bit of encouragement along the way, Instagram's a more realistic look at my life. But I, I just so appreciate you having me on today and being able to talk and Oh, your podcast is always such an encouragement to me. So I am excited to be able to talk with others. Yeah, well, I'm excited to introduce you to everybody. Well, um, if you are sitting at a computer, head on over to EspressoAndCream.com. Right now, you can see all of Madison's, quote, polished content. Um, <laughs> she puts out really wonderful stuff. And then, of course, you can find her also on Instagram. Um, and, and I will link to everything on the show notes. So if you're not at your computer and you're driving, don't worry, we've got you covered there. <laughs> don't Madison start, you know, going somewhere on your phone while you're driving. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Uh, I started seeing bumper stickers that are um, telling people to put their phones down. I was like, oh, I guess that was just a matter of time. This is a new age, isn't it? <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you again for coming on the show today. It's really been a pleasure chatting with you and introducing you to everybody here. Everybody else, thanks so much for dialing in. We'll be back again next week. <laughs>